0: of us, ladies and bilge I'm your shipmaster, Ben Hamlin, and I'd like to introduce you to the crew of our tabletop podcast, The Curse Seas. They're a rough and tumble group of scoundrels and sea, and, uh, sea people, sa- sailors, on the hunt for gold and treasure. I'm Jacob, and I play Seamus Kincaid, a former pirate legend without the memories
1: of doing so, trying to claw his way back to the top.
0: Hi, I'm Bethany, and I play Fiendish McBludgeon from the proud McBludgeons across the ocean. i of Woman, good fisher of women, and will do anything for money to feed family. I'm Laura, and I play Luna Shepherd, the Arcanist, and second-generation pirate. Though I wouldn't call this group of people pirates, since we haven't actually plundered or pillaged anything yet. I mean, we did kidnap a ship captain and then mutiny their ship. And we stole two sheeps and bananas. You're at the very least morally gray. That's The Curse Seas, a Roll With It anthology pirate pathfinder podcast, available every other Saturday right here on infinitybreak.net, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Busting Balls, a podcast made by a dumbass for fellow dumbasses. I'm Sarah, your host. I roll too low in athletics to be a jock, but too high in charisma to be a nerd. So, here I am in the middle, yelling into the internet about baseball. Okay, alright, let me be real. I'm lame as hell, if you can't tell, and the biggest nerd around, and I just really wanted to yell about sports, so I need to take a second to thank Infinity Break for giving me this show. Giving me this show? No, it's my show. Giving this show a shot. It's my show, y'all can't have it, nope. This all started because I popped into Ben's inbox yelling about curses and crying over Magneto and Rogue and Gambit and so much about Cyclops, oh my God. Uh, Do you see a theme here? Anyways, the point is, I understand that this isn't the normal kind of show pitched towards Infinity Break, but my goal is to show how crazy sports are and that anybody, regardless of who they are and where they come from, can enjoy them. Whether or not I achieve this goal in the pilot episode, Probably not, but it's always a work in progress and hey, we got to figure it out as we go because I don't know what I'm doing. Do you know what you're doing? Nobody knows. We're going. Anyway, I'm stalling. Uh, All that being said, supposedly this is a teaching podcast, so onwards to our first topic. Um, Baseball is an incredibly diverse sport. Uh, Or at least it tries to be. It it houses players from every continent, except, of course, Antarctica. But honestly, I think some of those polar bears could be real heavy hitters in like 10 years. So we're just going to have to wait for global warming to really kick us in the... I mean, it's already kicking us in the ass. But, you know, 10 years, there's no telling what's going to happen. Anyway, polar bears. Next big thing, just wait for it. 23% of the league was not born in the U.S., and 42% of the league is made up of men of color. By those stats, statistics, there we go, statistics alone, we can see that there's still loads of work to do on the field and in management offices. Wow, I sound like a newscaster. Let's lighten it up. Anyway, I'd like to point out that baseball isn't just America's favorite pastime. In fact, the sport is cherished worldwide, which actually might be why the romantic in me wants to daydream that baseball is this perfect carefree sport since the color barrier was broken 76. 71 years ago but then we have messes like what happened in this season's all-star game now the all-star game really wasn't that long ago um i'm recording this august 17th so not really that long ago relative to my time i don't know when anybody's gonna listen to this i know that this is gonna be a heavy topic to start off with again pilot episode but it's relevant and it's important i just (laughs) kids play ball kids watch ball games and kids look up to ball players Always have and still do. Probably will as long as baseball is a thing. So I'm just going to talk about this and hope for the best. I, along with most other fans, get super hyped for the All-Stars. You vote for your guy and you get to watch all these amazing players compete. It's really a joy to watch the National League and the American League go head-to-head. Some people get really into the rivalry. Some people just crack open a beer and just, you know, let it go. I honestly could not tell you what the standing score is. I know I read it before I started recording, but it's already out one brain. You know, I just watch just to watch. It's fun. I don't care. Nothing can hurt me during the All-Stars. Or so I thought. One last happy note before digging in. Chew off the Texas Rangers made it to the All-Stars this year. What does that have to do with anything? Absolutely nothing. But I'm a Rangers fan, and I need to scream about this because it was his first time going. And you know what? He is a beautiful man, and I'm still super happy about it. He was the only Ranger to make it this year, and he did a great job. Hell yes. Anyway, so this season, uh, the all-star week was truly something between a back and forth heated ball game and awesome home run derby. Well, some people said it was awesome. Some people were just bored, but it's the all-stars. It's really hit or miss. You're either going to love it or you're just not going to care. I enjoyed all of it. And then, of course, we had Manny Matredo's trade drama, which I will definitely talk about in a little bit because I have feelings. We also had something break during the game itself. Whew, buddy. Oh, man. Okay, so tweets from Josh Hatter of the Milwaukee Brewers' private Twitter were leaked. Yes. Now, I know this is old news, and people are tired of hearing about it, but bear with me, please. Under normal circumstances, I would feel bad for him, but given the content, contents of those tweets, I really, I, I had no sympathy, and I still don't. Mostly, I feel bad for his te- teammates and his family. You work with a dude for years, and then BAM! Secretly racist. According to a Twitter source, Hatter had family in the stands who took off his jerseys and had to wear blank ones instead. Obviously, the family is in a touchy moment and the blank ones were probably to protect them. Obviously, I cannot tell you what was going through their minds. I don't know if... I I don't know what they're feeling and I can't even pretend to even have the slightest clue. It's got to be quite the kick in a crotch though. I mean, that's got to be scary. Hatter wasn't pulled from the mound and continued to play. Which Twitter had quite the filled day with memes. It was pretty Whew. When you log on to Twitter and you see all this shit going down and you have no idea what's what it means, you're just seeing all these different like pictures and reactions and jokes. What does it mean? I did not know. I really honestly didn't. And so I had to go digging because it had just dropped. You know, the game was still in motion. It's not like you could just Google his name and find the quickest new- news article. Like, you had to kind of put together the pieces from your Twitter feed. His apology following the game stated that he had been a dumb 17-year-old and that those tweets didn't have anything to do with who he was or who had grown to be. No excuses. Um, dude, when you throw in your age like that, whether you mean for it to, to sound like it or not, it, it still reads as an excuse. Young and dumb doesn't really cover how nasty those tweets were. I'll be the first to say that I believe in growth. I really honestly do, and I hope for it, and I strive for it, but all these guys, and notice I say all these guys, plural, because it wasn't just had, it hasn't just been Hatter. There's been at least two others that I know of since then who's had the same thing happen to them. Um, there's no telling what else has happened, because I'm one person. I can't follow the entire league myself, though I try, obviously, with this podcast. I will try. But anyway, all these guys keep having to come forward and apologize. But they're missing a key point. In order to say that you've grown as a person, you have to exhibit growth. Stand up, speak up, do better, be better, that whole thing. We all have to do it, so just get up and just go for it. You know, at least trying is better than doing nothing. Anyway, Hatter got out of the situation with an apology and sensitivity training. What sensitivity training entails, I don't really know. I know what it normally means in a hockey situation, but for baseball, I... I don't know, man. Uh, it could really be anything. The Brewers weren't sure how to handle the situation as those tweets were tweeted when he was a minor. Because, again, he was 17. But given that when he got back to their home field, he was met with a standing ovation, that's not good. That's really not good at all. That's actually very embarrassing. Last World Series came, came down to the LA Dodgers and the Houston Astros. Now, I'm bringing this up just to... My point will be driven home in just a little bit. But there's a reason I'm bringing this back up. During the series, we had a nasty moment when Yuli um, Gurriel of the Astros made a racist gesture towards Yu Darvish, who at the time was pitching for the Dodgers. Gurriel wasn't punished during the season, but was barred five games at the start of the 28th season. So really, this season, the league seems to have a problem with handling racism. And I'm not even going to get into the fans. Well, I kind of did dish on them like two seconds ago. But okay, I'm not going to get into that anyway. I will say, though, that the last I heard, Dodgers fans still boo Yuli, so I guess that's a plus. Doesn't really solve the problem, but if he's learned from it, great. Because again, you've got to learn, you've got to adjust, you've got to be better. Mr. Darvish. i got to talk about this. Mr. Darvish handled this situation with so much grace. Say what you will about his play and his pitching. His personality and actions deserves all the respect in the world. He is such a nice guy, and oh my god, he is so humble. If you ever find the time just to pull up anybody's random Twitter feed, pull up his. You might have to use Google Translate because he does tweet in Japanese, but it's worth it because he is just, he's so down to earth. Anyway, if you can't tell, I miss him on the Rangers and I wish him the best. (sighs) With all this negativity, I want to say that there's, I mean, there's really some good eggs in baseball too. I don't have the time to name them all, but I want to talk about one special lady Earlier, I mentioned the color line famously broken by Jackie Robinson. Unfortunately, he passed away in 1972, but his wife, Rachel Robinson, is still kicking ass. Now, this is a teaching podcast, which is why I'm going to be bringing up these things. Maybe these people aren't technically relevant right now in the season, but they're always going to be relevant to baseball. Mrs. Robinson is 96 years old, 96 years old, and is still an activist helping steer people closer to what she and her husband envisioned. She founded the Robinson Foundation, um, I think it was like the year after Mr. Jackie passed away, which helps young scholars with their college dreams. It's incredible, okay? Honestly, the only other person right now in sports I can think of who's gone through such a feat to help, you know, the youth with such a promise like that, would be LeBron James himself, like King James. Which, yeah, true, it's a lot different, but basically what I'm saying is that it's these kind of people that we need in sports. You know, these wonderful, brilliant, truly astonishing activists. Anyway, I need to get back on focus. (laughs) If you followed it, there's a high chance that you got sick of hearing about the damn Manny Machado trade situation. Me too! But it's over now, so I can talk about it and thankfully... Thankfully, let the horse finally rest. Manny Machado was a third baseman for the Baltimore O's. Before breaking into the majors, he played shortstop, and this season it seems he's returned to it. I understand that some fans are or were at some point annoyed uh, with his insistence on playing the position, but I completely get it. Listen, Live your dreams, buddy. You made it to the majors. You're obviously here to stay. As long as you're not bringing your team down, I really don't see a problem with him switching positions. I mean, if he's putting in the work, if he's doing good, great. Awesome. During the trade run around, all I could hear about was Machado, LeBron James, and John Tavares. LeBron being a basketball player, John being a hockey player. I feel like I was just going crazy waiting for these three guys to Pick a freaking team. It was like, okay, I understand. You're a very valuable guy. You're worth a lot of money. You're very good at what you do. Please, decide on a place to go. Please. So the fun part. So many rumors were spinning around where Machado would go, and some of the offers were really something. I had my money bet on going to the Yanks, because I think what it was is I was up on Instagram late one night, and... Somebody was talking about him, and so I went and I Googled, and there was something about him liking an edit of him in a Yankees jersey, something like that, so I was like, yeah, that's where he's going to go. No. All-Stars roll around, and his trade stuff is sitting on the commissioner's desk, untouched because, and this is where it gets funny, Baltimore is an American League team, and the Dodgers are a National League team. Manny was going to the Dodgers, but was playing on the American League during the All-Stars. So, during that weekend, fans had to wait to find out what would happen, Despite the papers just sitting on a desk. So, Baltimore has struggled a lot this season. And this is where I really, really feel bad for them. They sit at the bottom of the league, and now they've lost Machado, who, while on the O's, had a batting average of 315. And now on the Dodgers, has an average, last I looked, of 275. His career overall is like uh, 283. But, Sarah, what does that mean? For those who don't know what a batting average is, um, well, anyway. Who don't know a batting average above 300 is considered to be pretty damn great. The league's average normally falls around 250, 275. So basically, Machado, he's 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 decent. He's pretty good. I know immediately after, what was it? Was he still only? the, anyway, the Rangers had to play the O's and he stepped at the plate. And I pretty much clenched my butt cheeks because I was like, don't do it. Do not get a run. Don't do it. I don't remember what happened next uh, because it's been a hot minute. But anyway, a 400 batting average is like God mode and frankly is considered just about impossible nowadays, but honestly, I think we'll see it again sometime. Maybe I'll be like 83 surrounded by grand- grandchildren forcing them to watch a ball game because God damn it, I'm not going to do this alone. If I have to suffer, everybody has to suffer. Punishment is watching a baseball game. Has anybody, there's a movie where somebody says they're playing baseball and the benchwarmers are sitting on the bench and they start playing this game like betting money or something and they end up getting into a fight. So the ringleader stops them all and like pockets all the cash and he's like, you know what, our punishment, we're just going to sit here and watch baseball. That is our punishment, to sit here and watch baseball baseball. And I think about that pretty much anytime I sit down to watch any portion of a ball game, even if it's just highlight clips on YouTube, I think of that scene because I don't know the irony that they're baseball players and they don't want to watch baseball because it's so boring. That's hilarious that I'm so off topic. Anyway, that's really funny. I wish I could remember the title of that movie. It was a B movie. It really wasn't that good. It was boring as hell. It just the plot line literally just followed one single baseball game. That was it. One single Baseball game was the plot of this movie, and God, it drug so bad. Uh, But that one scene was golden. Anyway, a 400 batting average. Really, really good. Pretty much impossible. I think it'll come back one day. The last person to pull it off was Ted Williams. He played on the Boston Red Sox. This happened in 1941. The last player to even come close to it was Tony Gwynn of the Padres, and that was in 1994. He was batting a 394. I think the top batter as of right now maybe might be Betts. He's Also on the Red Sox. And he has a season average of 352, I think. And if there's someone with a higher stat, just let me know. But that's the guy I'm thinking of right now. I really need to get forward because I'm dragging on about stats that I really don't care about. Well, that's a lie. I care sometimes. I care when it's my guys being awesome. But if you haven't checked lately, the Rangers are kind of, whew, they're having a rough season. (laughs) Actually, no, I, I spoke too soon. According to my notes, we're still talking about numbers. But this time, not really stats. We're talking about standings. By the time you listen to this, things might be a little different, but I feel like I need to give a rundown as to what's happening in the league anyway, just to kind of compare what team is doing what. Who's doing the best? Who's doing the worst? Because let's face it, if you're going to follow a sport, you want to know who's doing what, which I know I do because I like making bets. Do I win those bets? Not really. Okay, so we'll start with the American League. Leading the American League right now is the Red Sox. I feel like I'm saying that name a lot. Why am I not a Red Sox fan? I feel like I could... I could be on top of the world, but no, no. None of my teams are doing good. Anyway, the Sox with 86 wins, 36 losses. That's actually really good. That's very impressive. That's... I, I don't have words. It's just really pretty to look at. I'm staring at it on my screen. And I'm just like, hot damn. The Astros. I hate the Astros with all my heart. 74 wins, 47 losses. Every time I open up the standings on my phone just to see where the Rangers are, I see the Astros so far ahead, and I just... I have to take a moment just to let my insides just cry. Next, we've got Cleveland with 69. ha, <laughs> nice wins, 51 losses, not bad. Wild card spots are looking like the Yankees with 75 wins and 45 losses, and the Oakland A's at 72 wins, 49 losses, not bad, not bad, not bad. At the bottom of the American League is the Baltimore O's. I'm not surprised. Are you? They've only won 36 games so far. This the 36, 36. 30, they have won 36 games with 85 losses. Rest in peace. Holy shit! Oh my god! I need to get up. I need to get as far away from that score as possible. I don't want to look at those numbers. Get it off. That is some bad juju. On to the National League. Leading the National League is right now the Chicago Cubs with 69 nice wins, 50 losses. The Braves at 68 wins, 51 losses, and the Diamondbacks at 66 wins, 55 losses. Uh, that that's all really pretty close. That's nice, pretty, pretty interesting. I should pick a team actually doing well. Wild cards are looking like the Brewers were 68 wins, 55 losses and the Phillies at 66 wins and 53 losses. Okay. All right, in the national side of things last placed, their last place slot, this is this is interesting. okay. Once again, as this is being pre-recorded, so it'll probably be different when you listen to it. The Padres and the Marlins are tied for last with 48 wins, 75 losses. All right, I'm done with numbers. Let's talk about something fun. I want to talk about beef. Oh, beef. Everybody loves it. People hate it. It's okay. Either way, you're going to talk about it. Or in this case, the strange lack of... Okay, so, oh my god. This is so much. I've been yelling about it since it happened, and I'm still shaking right now just thinking about it. Two days ago, the Atlanta Braves sent up Ronald Acuna to bat this guy. God, he's so good. Until this, he was on a three-game leadoff homer streak. That means he gets up to the bat. First time to bat for the game. Boom. Home run. Like He did this three games in a row? Ah! Oh my god. And he's a rookie. He is a rookie. So, Right out of the box, he's on deck, which makes a lot of sense because, damn, he was on a streak. Miami Marlins has their starter on the mound because that's how baseball works. The pitcher has to be on the dirt hill thing always. Anyways, Jose Urena, Urena, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Apologies if I'm not. He is up to pitch. He pegs Ronald with a 97-mile-per-hour ball in the arm right out of the gate. Hot damn. As you can imagine, shit went down there's a lot of opinions being thrown around right now a lot of yelling a lot of call outs the one universal agreement though is that this was premeditated even the people saying that it was okay virtually agree that this was premeditated Urena says that he was just throwing to the inside to try for an out well you did it buddy you really yeah you you got that inside Personally, I believe any attempts to take a player out is fucking terrible. And and this is coming from a massive hockey fan, okay? Don't... There's a different... Okay. Please have some class. I Throwing it on the inside? Hardest pitch you've thrown all season and it hits him in the arm. He's lucky nothing broke. Last I heard, we're looking at a day-to-day basis waiting to see if he's going to be playing again. Which, in all fairness, after it happened, he did try to put on his club. He tried to take to the field. But after a few seconds, it was very clear no, it wasn't gonna work. Something was wrong. It just I guess it hit him just right. Like 97 miles per hour. <sighs> and people are defending this hit, saying that it makes sense that this this would happen because sometimes the game calls for it. What? No, no, it doesn't. The game calls for an out, not some guy to possibly break his arm. Most notable of this de- of his defendants is Keith Hernandez and an and an oh God I cannot say that word an analyst for the Mets and Marlins manager Don Mattingly, am I pronouncing his name right? I didn't expect to have to talk about these people. Okay, this is something that I just man this is out of left field. Wow. Anyways, the Braves manager Brian Stinker, who apparently. My stepdad is a huge Braves fan. I'm not. So, what I know, I hear about him yelling throughout the house and what I read on the news. So, I do try to keep up with teams. Pronouncing indiv- individual names is a little different. Especially names that you don't hear said out loud a lot. And, Brian's is definitely one of those names. He's the manager. Um, well, I understand he's led a lot of controversy this season. Which, okay. Okay. He led the charge when clearing the benches. Uh, not much of a scuffle, but obviously arguing and ruffled feathers while Acuna was being tended to on field. He stayed on the ground for a while. Ump's attempted to keep the situation from boiling over. Acuna gets up, throws down his arm plate. I think it was his arm plate? Towards Urena. There's a lot going on, man. It's hard to see what these people are doing. Towards Urena, Sneekter, the Braves manager, is still... I've got to be pronounced his name wrong. Snicker, Snicker. I'm just going to call him Brian. We'll just call the manager Brian. Is still yelling at people. At this point, most players had split back up, but then everybody huddles back together heated. Honestly, I'm just so happy to see that the Braves got so defensive over their guy because Acuña is such a promising rookie. Like, I would hate to see anything happen to his season, and I hope he, you know, I hope his arm gets better soon. I hope it's nothing serious. Brian gets tossed. Understandable. He's yelling at ump's faces. He's yelling at Marlon's players. He's not helping defuse the situation. Well, yeah, yeah, he got tossed for a good reason. Also, I do understand why he was angry, but still, dude, you're you're a manager. You're an adult in this situation. You need to cool it down just a little bit. So, the umps go back to their huddle, and they debate, and then finally, Urena gets thrown too. Which, if you're familiar with how baseball works, there would have been some retaliation for sure. But he gets thrown. As it stands, it's been ruled that he's been suspended for eight games. This whole thing is just full of chicken shit. Damn, eight games. <sighs> okay, I gotta change the subject because I'm getting mad again. <sighs> wow. Someone over Facebook asked if I could explain the difference between baseball and softball. And I'd be more than happy to. So, quick rundown. Field measurements are different. Softball pitchers pitch on the flat ground and underhanded, while baseball pitchers pitch on a mound and overhanded. Pitching styles definitely differ. Baseball's got a lot of wacky different little names or stuff. Softball, softball, softball. Mm, mm. Well, for one, everybody knows there's no actual written rule that women can't play baseball and that men can't play softball. There's no written rule. This is completely unwritten. So, honestly, if you're a girl and you want to play baseball, you can do it. Like, there's been women do it. Have they ever played in the majors? Not that I'm aware of. I feel like if there were, I would know about it. Maybe it's like, hmm, maybe it's like a hockey thing where there's technically been somebody come in as like a catcher or something and it's like, woohoo, we got a woman on field. Look at us. We're so progressive. And then you never hear from her ever again. I really hope that's not the case and i'm not going to google it because i really don't need to be angry right now anyway so obviously the pitching is going to be different because you've got two different sized balls uh baseball is actually harder than a softball but honestly i think a softball hurts more simply because it's bigger it covers more space but maybe i'm just biased because i played softball bats are going to be different too i I believe a softball's bat is actually going to be slimmer than a baseball bat which makes sense softballs are bigger baseballs are smaller. So, a baseball bat needs to be bigger, and a softball bat needs to be slimmer. I think they're made after different materials, too. A glove, not like a batting glove, but an actual, you know, glove is bigger for softballs because, again, the ball is bigger. I mentioned field measurements are different. Also, a couple of the rules are a little bit different, too. Nothing too much, just, you know, just a little bit. Um, Basically, baseball has nine innings. Softball has seven, generally. There's also a difference in the leadoff role. In baseball, you can leave the base at whatever time to attempt to steal a base, which works great. It's tons of fun. I love watching highlight videos of that, and if it happens in a game I just happen to be watching, I get so hyped. It's so much fun. Softball's a little bit stricter. You cannot leave the base until the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. It has to be pitched. The play has to be in motion for you to step off that base. Otherwise, you're screwed. So... I don't know. Some people like the roll, Some people don't. I don't like the rule. I think we can step it up to baseball's level. I think we should be able to leave the base. I mentioned that the sizes are different. Baseball bases are generally 90 feet apart. Softball bases are around 60 feet apart. Uh, the distance from home plate to the outfield fences is basically outfield is smaller um, because it's harder to hit a softball as far as you would a baseball, if that makes sense. Wow, I'm not very good at math. I'm trying to explain this as clearly as possible. Learning podcast, we're doing it. Woo! Teaching. Also, I believe the the space between a pitcher's mound or a pitcher's area, if you will, in softball to home plate is also shorter, so it's a further difference, a further distance for a baseball player than it is a softball player. If that makes sense. But yeah, this. I mean, the games, they're sisters, not twins, for sure. But they're pretty much the same. like if you can play if you can play softball, you can most definitely play baseball. Women play on co-ed teams all the time. It works fine. <sighs> I'm trying to think. do I have any fun resources? Honestly, the most entertaining resource I can think of that would help explain how a woman could play the same way a man could would probably be Fox's show pitch which unfortunately got canceled after the first season but it was phenomenal and was actually inspired by a real woman. Now in real life she did not play <laughs> she did not play for the Padres but for the purpose of the show they did make up a fictional character just inspired by her who in the show makes it to the majors and she's a pitcher and the show does a wonderful beautiful job breaking down the mechanics of how a woman would pitch on a men's team, or at least I think it did. It was very entertaining, and I'm still very upset about the way it ended. Anyway, baseball, softball—they're both really, really good. And one day, <laughs> I would love to see women play in Major League Baseball. I'm, I'm, someday before I die, please. I'm, I keep talking about being old so much in this podcast. Y'all are gonna think that I have like I'm having a, i am having I am having a crisis. Yeah, this got so depressing anyway one day things are going to get better it's going to be awesome Ooh, women umps i can think of maybe like two off the top of my head they didn't stick stick around very long they got a lot of hate i'd like to see women when women umps somebody sing the fergie song um anyway (laughs) that's humps not umps Every now and then, and I'm pretty sure it's just a joke, but every now and then it pops up on my feed that, oh, they're talking about robot umps again. Robot umpires to help, you know, like, judge what's going on on more of a mechanical thing. Because, you know, human eyes, we, we make errors. We're not always great. And we've introduced a lot of technology into the sport that has helped. You know, we can see how fast pitchers are going in real time. We can slow things down. We've got the replays. We've got everything being broken down. And it makes for a cleaner game, supposedly. Every now and then, there's something go that goes around. What if we get robot umpires? <laughs> okay, cool. Slap some titties on them. Give me women umpires. If they have to be robots, so be it. Don't, don't. Don't take my word for that. That is obviously me joking. That No. 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 Gotta shut that down real quick before I go too far with it. I don't care if we've got robot ump- umpires or not. I'm a traditionalist. I want actual people in the game. Honestly, that's... I don't see that ever even happening anyway. So if you come across that rumor, like I do every so often, just keep scrolling. It. I don't think it's anything. And if it is something, it's not going to be as big as what they say it is. It's kind of like how they've been arguing about how to shorten the game, and it's just it's just one of those things that that's honestly going to have to take up a different episode because I'm running I'm running short now. Um, but I definitely will cover that probably in the next episode or so. Shortening the game. Different things. Is some of these statistics even worthwhile? Like, pitchers. How many games have they won? A player actually stepped out and talked about that. I'll be sure to talk about that next session. But, I hope I answered all those questions about baseball versus softball. And, I hope I did it okay. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. And, show up next time again with some hot dogs, pickles, and beer. Because, baseball's year-round, whether we like it or not. Actually, the season is not year-round, but games run your it's a whole thing it's a whole thing i'm shutting up
1: this podcast is part of infinity break where we're telling stories our own way you can find all of our shows podcasts web comics and more at infinitybreak.net Stay up to date with new show announcements, behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, and updates on your favorite shows. You can follow us on any social media platform by searching for Infinity Break 23. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinitybreak. Every dollar helps us improve the quality of this show and create new shows like this one for your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening, please tell your friends, and as always, stay in the loop. This podcast is part of Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can find all of our shows, podcasts, webcomics, and more at infinitybreak.net. Stay up to date with new show announcements, behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, and updates on your favorite shows. You can follow us on any social media platform. I have to burp.